Welcome to The Brave Yes Show, a podcast that encourages you to live, lead, and create more bravely in your work and life. Through these episodes and through coaching, courses, and group experiences, we are an inclusive community for any woman-identified entrepreneur, changemaker, or leader who wants to cultivate the clarity, the capacity, and the courage to burn brighter, be braver, and be respected for your brilliance. And I am your host, Sean Fink, a brave, yes, entrepreneur who is excited to come and talk to you today about the brave yes of starting a business, of being an entrepreneur. There is something so magical and so courageous about choosing to become an entrepreneur and starting your own business. There's something so profound and brave about choosing your own path to your style of freedom and to putting your ideas and genius out into the world for people to support and to buy from you and to share your work and your products and your offerings. Becoming an entrepreneur, starting my own business is absolutely my favorite brave yes to date. (laughs) And yet, full confession here, starting a business is not at all what I set out to do with my life. Hello, I'm Sean, and I am an accidental, multi-possibilitarian creative entrepreneur. So the market today, it has never been easier to start a business. And I will attest to the fact that it's never been harder to maintain a business in my opinion, and in my experiences. Enter the great she session or the great resignation. And now many people over the last two years have quit their jobs to start up their own path to freedom. Some will make it, others will not. Time will only tell just how unique how uniquely they can operate in this market, in these conditions, with their own unique business model? Or will they be back to a job search in a year or two? I personally am pretty unemployable at this point, having been out of the mainstream workforce for almost a decade. So even though the market is, the online market is how I, where I do my best work. So even though the online market is so much harder now than when I started back in 2012, 2013, I am so much smarter and so much more skilled now. And so it's easy for me to survive under these conditions. And now I am actually really devoted to coaching and mentoring other entrepreneurs who want to make this work, who want to find their path to freedom, and who want to feel tended to and cared for by their business. And I'm going to talk more about the Brave Yes Entrepreneur mindset. So to tell you my entrepreneur story, I must first tell you that I am a writer through and through. I began my life telling stories and 
quote unquote podcasting on an old cassette recorder in my grandfather my grandparents' back bedroom. I wrote and still write nonstop in my life. And to tell you my story, I must also tell you that I learned everything I know to be true about the world and how to help people and my clients from being a journalist, from going into people's homes and learning from the grieving and the grittiness of being human. And to tell you even more about my story is to tell you that I never dreamed that I would be doing what I do now because I didn't even know it was possible because back then it wasn't possible. And so when I was dreaming of the life I would have, this wasn't even a possibility. Thankfully, things have changed and they have been changing since the invention of the internet. After burning out in journalism, I went seamlessly from freelance writer to blogger to creator, and then ultimately from creator to CEO and coach and defining my own queendom that defies all typical business rules. And so for one thing, I am absolutely a multi-possibilitarian entrepreneur. This means I am passionate about a lot of issues and causes that I weave into my work like artwork. I refuse to be bottlenecked down into something that it doesn't feel like me. And this is where the real work begins in my coaching, because I know so many other entrepreneurs who want to create a business that feels good, that speaks to them and speaks from them, but they feel trapped by all the shoulds of what a business should look like or must be like. And oh, believe me, I have spent many, many, many hours going my business doesn't look like everybody else's, or I should do what everybody else is doing, only to realize that it never worked out for me when I did it that way. So I could talk business all day, and thankfully my client load has been filled with other entrepreneurs, so I actually get to do that. But as a Brave Yes entrepreneur, I stand for a few things. Creative and lifestyle freedom. This is number one, because I need creative freedom. I need to be able to create. I need to be able to create the things that work for me and that feel good for me. I also stand for family first, and there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there who are choosing entrepreneurship just to be able to be home with their kids, which is exactly how I began my business. I really wanted to be able to be around for my kids when they came home from school that was super important to me. It was a big value, and I've been able to do that. Also, I value living and leading with my values and my strengths and making offers that are 100% in my integrity. This is all really important for me, and this is how I am calling myself a brave yes entrepreneur. It's not just starting a business and running the business. There's so much more to it than that. Can you stand up for yourself? Can you create the kind of business that's going to serve you in mind, body, and spirit? So being a brave yes entrepreneur is all about doing things your way, not the shoulds way. Like I mentioned earlier, I tried for so many years to put my square peg style of running a business into the round holes of the business world, only to feel like I was never doing anything right, only to feel like I never fit in. 
the brave yes seems like it's just starting a business, right? That's the that's the leap. That's the choice. <laughs> Except what I have learned over these last not almost nine years is that when I walked out of my nine to five to freedom and to a very uncertain future and six months of income saved up just to see if we can make it work, that was definitely the first big brave yes. But to build, to grow, to expand, to evolve, to change, and ultimately to survive, you have to do many brave yeses along the way. And I didn't always do the brave yeses that I needed to do. I will 1000% say that here now, and I'll talk more about that in the future. But it absolutely requires many brave yeses to keep a business up and running. Starting is just the beginning. Being a full-time business owner, being a full-time entrepreneur is not for the faint at heart. And I have clients that I've worked with um, on helping them change their careers. And, you know, one of the first conversations, you know, they're like, what do I want to do when I grow up, basically? And one of the first things that we'll talk about is entrepreneurship. And I have clients who are like, no, that is not for me. And I get that. Like, I totally get that. It is not easy. It is not an easy life. It is not for everyone. And there's definitely some foundational things to have in place if you are going to attempt it. Number one, there's no breaks, right? You're, you are literally every department of, of a business. You are the marketing team. You are the customer service. You are, you know, when you're first starting out, you are every department. And that is exhausting. And until you have a solid team in place, you're hustling and you are just feeling like everything falls on you. And when things fail, it's all on you too. And so when I realized that the only way to do business, quote unquote, right, is to make sure that I'm living and leading from my strengths, from my self-worth and my integrity I could release so many of the other pressures. Everything else is just clutter. So in my experience, these last eight years, almost nine years, it's not, it's not only been possible, but beautiful to be the entrepreneur misfit in the world. Someone who is creating beautiful experiences, beautiful products, beautiful offerings that other people need. And I want to see more of that beautiful creativity, more of that love, more of that deep service, more of that soul in business in 2022. Because I feel like along these last several years, what we have seen is become millionaires, you know, work from the beach, take over the conversation, when really the conversation should be about being brave yes entrepreneurs who are creating bravely, who are making offers that move people, that transform people, and not about becoming millionaires and not about becoming overnight successes, but really about entrepreneurship and creativity and creating things that people need. And I'll be honest, totally, totally honest, over these last almost nine years, I was ready to give up many times. I was ready to quit. Like many I know, I would do a quick job search, see nothing that resonated with my skill set and my passions in life, and then root down to make my business work. 
And with those big ups and downs came a lot of learning, a lot of growing, a lot of evolving, and a lot of lessons learned. And so while I could probably list 50 lessons learned, today I'm going to focus on nine. Because in May of next year, it will be nine years of full-time entrepreneurship that I have been experiencing. Nine years of working from home, nine years of being my own boss, nine years of creating and selling and making offers and working with people around the world online, nine years of successes and failures, nine years of, wow, did I really do all this? Did I really create all this? And so here are some, here's nine tips that I want to give you. And I'm not going to go into great detail on these today. I might do some episodes uh, down the road on, on all of these. So the first tip is bolster your resilience now. Business requires more courage than you will ever imagine. And courage work requires resilience and self-care. This is part of the coaching work that I have been doing, you know, for the past nine years is on resilience. And I have never needed resilience more than I have these last two years. And I have a feeling we're going to need more resilience in the next two years. So this is a really key point. If you don't have the ability to rebound and move yourself forward from the setbacks, business is not going to be easy. So work on bolstering your own resilience pathway now. Number two, focus on what you do want. Don't try to please everyone. Really focus on pleasing yourself. The more happy you are with the work that you're doing, the more happy you are with the work that you're putting out into the world, the more the more you are going to gain in people who love you for you, who care about you, who want to work with you because you're doing the work of your heart. That is the key. When we try to copy everybody else and do what everybody else is doing, or we try to please every single person on our list, or if we try to please everybody that we know, that spreads us far too thin. Focus on what you do want. That's all you ever have to focus on. Tip three, be supremely patient and fluid. (laughs) No matter what the ads and the gurus are telling you, there is no magic bullet to having a five-figure or six-figure month. There's a lot of trial and error and courage. And what that needs from you is a space to wait, a space to see what is working, to try things out. And to, tr- and to shift and change as things need to evolve. Super important. Tip four, don't start small. When my business began, we could focus on high traffic, low prices. The market has changed. And now it's so much easier to focus on higher end offerings. Being accessible has always been one of my biggest values. And I've also come to learn that while I can offer many, many things to everyone, my work that I do in coaching especially is really not for everyone. And I'm learning to be okay with that. And so that higher end offering is really me doing what I need to do to help my business, 
to help my me pay my bills, to help me actually really kind of root and balance into my own energy source. Tip five, don't go too big. There's one thing that I see a lot of from brand new startup entrepreneurs, and that is taking on more projects than you need to or that is necessary. And it creates so much overwhelm for you and it creates so much overwhelm for your potential clients or buyers of your products and offers. Doing one thing at a time may feel like you're setting yourself back, but I promise you will actually get farther along. So don't take on too much. At the same time, though, tip six, diversify. There are many ways to bring in income. And it's real. If anybody learned anything over the last two years, you don't want to have just one way of bringing in income. If you're doing in-person retreats or workshops and then suddenly there's a pandemic and you can't do that, clearly you have to branch out and find other sources. And the same thing goes for those who are only working with one way of any sort of income income or offering. Find your your best offer and then create a lot of little pathways to it. Get creative, get resourceful, get gritty and scrappy. Diversifying so that you aren't stuck in one way is absolutely going to be a value that you're going to want to get really good at. But it's not an easy easy one to do. And that leads me to this next tip, focusing on investing in clarity and trust practices. Coaching, which is what I do, is key to making progress in our goals and our dreams because it keeps you on the path. It keeps you clear on what you should be working on. If if there's anything that I think any entrepreneur should invest in, it is this piece of clarity, helping you decide what choices to make, helping you move forward so that you stay accountable and motivated. Getting things done, but also knowing what things need to be done. That is the clarity piece that is so essential. In my work as a coach, we work on making sure that you know exactly what you need to be working toward for your highest good, your highest business good, your highest self good, and and all the details along the way. So If you're working on a business pivot, a new offer, a clear marketing strategy, a networking methodology that works for you and your strengths, you'll know what it is you need to be doing. This next tip, keep it super simple. This is KISS, right? Keep it super simple so that it is sustainable. If you think that a membership program is something that you should start and you are a team of one, I want to encourage you right now to stop, breathe, and focus on what you need right now, not what you might want down the road. This doesn't mean to ignore big projects. It just means don't get distracted and take on complicated models before you're ready or before you can afford to do them properly or before you can afford to have a team to help you do them. A membership community, for instance, requires a team. It doesn't have to be a big team, but it does need to have a team because you won't be able to do everything 
on your own. I hear a lot of people wanting to start a membership community. You need a plan for that. And you need a starting plan. You need a maintenance plan. And you need an exit plan. Trust me, I know. I led a membership community for eight full years. Beautiful, beautiful community. Loved every minute of it. Have no regrets. But I definitely learned some things along the way. And then finally, my last tip for you. Your capacity is everything. Your capacity to do the things that you really want to do in your business, your capacity for showing up, your capacity for having the energy that that you put out into the world that people want to be around, that is everything in your business. Your energy is everything, especially in this very saturated market where marketing burnout is real. If you want to do big, bold things, brave yes things, you have to have the capacity to do them. And that requires not only really good self-care, but also really good planning so that you aren't taking on more than you can handle, so that you aren't taking on things, projects, clients, anything that is going to drain your energy. Super, super, super important. So I love that I created my business and I love that I took that brave yes leap to leave that nine to five job and start something. And my brave yes journey is just beginning. It is just beginning. And in fact, you will probably see some changes over the next few weeks that lines up with this. So expect an announcement very shortly um, in the next couple of weeks before the end of the year, letting you know about my next Brave Yes. And if you need a coach to help you cultivate clarity, capacity, and courage to take your business to the next level, I would love to chat with you and help you refine your Brave Yes strategy and your goals. Learn about my coaching and apply for a free discovery call with me over on my website. I'll put the link in the show notes. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to my Brave Yes story about the courageous act of starting a business. And I would love to hear about you and your business if you started one. What's your courageous business story? Did you start a business? What did you do to do it? Tell me if you want to share your story with me, send me an email. I would love to hear it. Thank you so much for listening. And again, if you know another Brave Yes entrepreneur or somebody who you know is running their own business and it struggles or needs some motivation or needs some inspiration, please share this episode with them. I would be so grateful. Thank you so much and have a wonderful week.